Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. The Giants signed Carlos Correa to a 13-year, $350 million deal. We're going to tell you what it means for the Dodgers in just a second. But quick reminder for all latest Dodgers news and rumors all season long. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And if you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, smash that like button. And as always, I want your takes down below in the comment section. Today's Dodgers Nation question of of the day. What is your reaction to the Giants signing Carlos Correa? Are you mad the Dodgers didn't sign Carlos Correa? How big of an impact do you think it's going to have for LA? Let me know down below. And for all latest Dodgers news, head over to DodgersNation.com. So it is official. The Giants have signed Carlos Correa. ESPN's MLB insider Jeff Passan tweet out, breaking shortstop Carlos Correa and the San Francisco Giants are in agreement on a 13-year, $350 million contract. A source familiar with the deal tells ESPN. He would go on to tweet, the San Francisco Giants get their franchise player in Carlos Correa, who turned down $160 million from Houston last year, got 30 $35.1 million in his year in Minnesota and now gets the most money ever for a shortstop. Correa bet on himself and was rewarded for it. So I would say I'm shocked. I would say I'm surprised. But who sat here and told you that Carlos Correa was going to sign with the Giants? That was my prediction. And he ultimately joins the orange and black. And look, for Dodger fans that are happy that LA didn't sign him, look, now you get to boo Correa for 13 years. He's going to be the biggest villain since Madison Bumgarner since Barry Bonds and now the Dodgers will have booed him on three teams now the Houston Trastros the Minnesota Twins and next year the San Francisco Giants now should the Dodgers have signed Carlos Correa at 350 million dollars for 13 years that is a bit of a stretch but if you look at that AAV it's under 27 million dollars I mean you're talking about 13 years down the line look he's going to be collecting social security in the final year of that deal they're going to have to push him to first base in a wheelchair, probably. And look, that back injury that he's dealt with, he has had some knickknack injuries through the years, and he's a big dude, standing at 6'4", 220. Will he be healthy for the duration of that contract? How much time will he miss? That is a question I would have. That's one of the reasons why I was reluctant to give him a 10-year deal, and I've stated as such throughout the entire process. I never said that I wanted to sign him to a 10-plus year deal, but if you could get him on a shorter term deal like the one he signed last year, $105.3 million, a little over $35 million per season with the opt-outs, then yeah, Carlos Correa definitely fills a lot of needs. It just, I'm not the biggest fan of giving that kind of money to a shortstop. I mean, when you consider the fact that he'll ultimately slide over to third base, next season he will be at the shortstop position. Brandon Crawford will be the one sliding over to third base. But my next big question with Correa is how long will he be able to play top level? 
level defense. How long will he be an elite defender? And yes, you definitely need stability at that shortstop position moving forward with the restricted shift. You need a guy you can trust, but last year in Minnesota, his defense definitely took a hit because his final year in Houston, he was phenomenal. He won the Platinum Glove Award in a plus 20 defensive run saved, a plus nine runs at StatCast, but this year he had just three defensive runs saved and was a minus two when it came to StatCast for his defensive metrics. So his defense definitely has taken a hit, but that's something that could be improved. You talk about Minnesota, do they have the analytics like some of the other teams, but that's definitely going to be something to focus on if you're the San Francisco Giants. But the Giants, they needed to get a marquee name. They needed a franchise player. They swung and missed on Aaron Judge. That was their plan A, but they pivoted to Carlos Correa, and they got their guy. If you look at attendance last year up in San Francisco, it was down 6%. If you look at some of the players on their team, not a lot of interesting guys that you tune in for. Not a lot of guys that you go out there and you buy their jersey. Not a lot of guys that put butts in the seats or eyeballs on the TV screen. Carlos Correa is one of those big names in the sport, especially when you consider the fire and his personality. He's the guy that people tune in for. He's not at the Aaron Judge level or the Shohei Otani level, but he is definitely a star. And the San Francisco Giants, they had to prove to their fan base that, hey, they would be willing to spend some money. And you got to give Farhan Zaidi some credit. He did have a plan heading into this offseason. You wanted to add depth with the starters, add depth to that starting rotation with Ross Stripling and Sean Manaya, who Sean Manaya, by the way, has an 890 career ERA versus the Los Angeles Dodgers. So the Dodgers will continue to rock him. I'm confident about that. But they add Mitch Haniger, a guy that offensively, there's a lot of upside there. If you can return to the player that he was, I like that signing for In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. the San Francisco Giants, but Carlos Correa is going to be very interesting. That is a pitcher's park. He has a guy that has dealt with health issues throughout his career, but I think for the Giants, it was the right signing. I think you consider the fact that he is the ultimate Dodgers villain now. He's back in orange. We know cheaters love to wear orange and look, the reality is it was a move that the San Francisco Giants absolutely had to make, and I'm confident that there was probably less than a 5% chance, less than a 1% chance that the Dodgers were ever going to sign Carlos Correa. And the reason being, because he was never going to sign a short-term high AAV deal. Look, you change agents and you go with Scott Boris, Scott Boris is going to find a way to get the deal that you want. Last year, the deal wasn't out there. That $300-plus dollar mega deal wasn't available for Carlos Correa to sign, so he bet on himself, goes back to Minnesota, dealt with some injuries early on, dealt with some COVID, but he finished the season with a 160 WRC plus over the last two months. He still posted a 140 WRC plus over the season. He hits the ball hard. If you look at his stat cast metrics, he is a guy that just hits rocket shots all over the field. He is a trusted bat. The same token, he's never hit 30 home runs in a season. So I think Carlos Correa as a player, I would have placed him on the same tier as the super elite. But I think for the San Francisco Giants, he made all the sense on the world, especially when you consider this new age of Major League Baseball, this new normal where players are getting 10 
11, 13-year deals, and that's just the price of doing business. Now, the Dodgers, too, they realize to themselves, hey, we're trying to reset the CBT. We're trying to develop these young players. You have Gavin Lux, who came up as a shortstop. He feels comfortable at that position. Like I said, I talked to some people at the winter meetings, and they told me that they wouldn't bet on Lux being that opening day shortstop. So we'll see. Will the Dodgers go after Dansby Swanson? I think that's the big question right now. And when it comes to Dansby Swanson, I think you're licking your chops. I think you feel great about how this market has unfolded because now you look at these dominoes starting to fall. Trey Turner to Xander Bogarts to Carlos Correa and then Dansby Swanson always made the most sense for him to be the last guy to sign because now he says, hey, I'm not looking for a six-year deal. I'm looking for an eight-year deal. And if you're Dansby Swanson, I think you say to yourself, hey, the way this market has shaped up, I think it's great for me because I think you ask anyone around Major League Baseball and you see a Dansby Swanson who is a career 94 WRC plus. So that means his bat has been 6% below league average when it comes to offensive production throughout his career. And you say, hey, he had one really solid season offensively where he had a 116 WRC plus. He hit those 25 home runs. But yeah, he has been inconsistent and he's been a strikeout machine. So as a bat, he's not going to move the needle. Defensively, he's gone from a good to a really good to a great to almost an elite level shortstop. Doesn't have a great arm, but he can absolutely play the position from a range standpoint. So I think if the Dodgers do want that stability at shortstop and they don't want to bank on a unproven Gavin Lux, who you say to yourself, can he handle the position for an entire season? We know he played there 56 games when Corey Seager went down with the injury in 2021, but I think the better move is to keep Lux at short and you're a little less concerned with the throw and you let him focus on being a weapon offensively and becoming a truly consistent bat at the plate and avoiding injury too. Let's not forget, Lux has dealt with some injuries. He has been banged up and the wear and tear of the shortstop position is increasingly going to get higher. So I think if you're this Dodgers team, maybe they explore the trade market during the season and you start with Gavin Lux, you see how he plays the position and then you address that need during the year if you think you absolutely have to. But Dansby Swanson, I just don't think the Dodgers are going to compete with the Cubs and the Twins and the Cardinals and the Red Sox when it comes to his market. You rarely see the Dodgers getting into bidding wars for players. Look at Mookie Betts. They didn't have to negotiate with anyone other than Mookie Betts. It's not like Mookie was courting teams and taking offers and there was this bidding war. No, they traded for him. They got a deal done. When you look at Freddie Freeman, he was going to sign with the Atlanta Braves. The Braves didn't meet his asking price, so the Dodgers, they got the rebound. The Dodgers got the fallback option. So, yeah, I just don't see them signing Dansby Swanson. I think it is possible. I think the fit makes sense with Freddie Freeman. And if you do bring in Dansby Swanson, then you give yourselves the flexibility of trading some of these young players, of trading the Michael Bushes. Who knows what Gavin Luck could get if they wanted to go that route. But if you do sign Dansby Swanson, it is a win-now move where you are trying to continue to maximize the window of Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias, Will Smith, this core team right now, and you say to yourself, let's go after next season, because right now you look at the Giants. My big question, too, is do they push all those chips in and try to bring back Carlos Rodon? Because something tells me that that's just a little more money that they want to spend. Will they be truly comfortable with signing Correa and Rodon? Or does he sign with the Yankees and the Giants look elsewhere to try to 
and get that ace and try to fill that void left by Rodon? Do they go out there and try to make a move for a Max Fried or some of these starting pitchers that are rumored to be available? And I think you're going to see deals done during the season. But I think when it comes to Carlos Correa, hate to break it to you, I don't think the Dodgers had any chance at all. You saw the report in The Athletic where Ken Rosenthal said that the Dodgers weren't going to go after him because a sizable portion of the fan base still had an issue with him being involved in the cheating scandal in 2017. I don't think that's the case. I think if the Dodgers felt like they could get Carlos Correa on a short-term high AAV deal, they absolutely would strongly consider it, but that was never going to be the case, so the Dodgers were never going to get Carlos Correa, but now he is with the San Francisco Giants, and they will have to deal with him for the next 13 seasons. Really going to be one of the most booed players in the history of Major League Baseball every time he comes to the Dodgers. Hopefully he doesn't torment L.A. when he's in town, but uh, let me know down below in the comment section, what is your reaction to the Giants signing Carlos Correa? Do you think the Dodgers should have signed him? Do you think L.A. should have offered him 13 years at $350 million? Are you okay with him passing on a Carlos Correa? Like I said a few days ago, who knows if Correa even wanted to be a Dodger? At this point, there's been no indication that he would have signed with L.A. had they matched the Giants' asking price. I mean, that is a tall task to win over 30 to 40 percent of your fan base that's out there saying that they're going to burn their Dodgers gear if L.A. had signed Carlos Correa, that they would not be a fan of the team. So maybe Correa says, I don't need to deal with that. I'll just join the villain and we'll deal with it that way. But let me know down below. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. For all latest Dodgers news and rumors all season long, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. And if you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, smash that like button. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.